Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Find someone that you can lean on and don't make it a one-man show. It's discouraging sometimes, and I think that if you can have someone to bounce things off of, it's a lot better. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you. And it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565. And he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. With us today to keep on rocking, Brooks Mosier. How you doing, Brooks? Doing well, Joe. Thanks. Good to be here. Nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Brooks. He is the co-owner of Kansas City Property Group, a turnkey real estate company, him and his partner did 45 wholesale deals in the very first year with $180,000 in revenue. He is based in, as you could imagine, based on his title of the company, he's based in Kansas City, Missouri. And you can say hi to him and his partner and their company at kcpropertygroup.com. With that being said, Brooks, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure, absolutely. Uh, just start where I started at in real estate or where we're at now? or Yeah, sure. How about how you got to where you're at? I graduated college with a degree in finance and I got a corporate job in downtown. I'm sure you hear a lot of these people talk about this who get into real estate. They get a corporate job. I worked eight to five. It was a suit and tie every day in the insurance industry. And my wife was in nursing school during that time. And, you know, I wanted something more and I knew that there was something better out there, more entrepreneurial that fit me more. So I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I'm a huge fan of. And after I read that, it really just opened my eyes up to what I wanted to do. 
And I started getting into real estate, listening to podcasts to and from work. And I was pretty quick to dive into the action of actually doing it. I made sure that I didn't stay in the phase of just learning all the time. I actually started mailing almost immediately. So I listened to Flip to Freedom for a while to learn some of the specifics on that. And I pulled my first list from ListSource back in the fall, I think, of 14. And I basically wrote yellow letters during my evenings and weekends. You know, I love watching college football. I'd write them while I was watching college football on Saturdays and going out to houses and really trying my best to just get out there. It really gave me a lot of confidence when I heard Sean Terry talking about how, you know, you're going to suck the first time you're on the phone with the first 10, 20, maybe even 30 sellers. And I don't think that a lot of people understand that it really takes volume to be good at something, especially in this business. And so I was okay starting out. And then I met Andy actually through, Andy's my business partner. And I met him through a bandit sign that I had put up. And he called me and we just kind of hit it off. And he asked me if I wanted to do a mailer together. And I said, sure. So we did a mailer together and we got a couple of deals under contract. And within two or three months, we had several deals that we were doing and they all kind of hit in the March time. We had done it for about three or so months and we made a lot of money in March together. And I walked away from my full-time job and I became an entrepreneur in real estate. And it kind of took off from there where we did around 45 houses our first year. And then another cool story is that when we were doing these properties and these wholesale deals, Andy had a friend whose name was Nick Barella and Nick's kids went to school with Andy's kids, and Nick was a buyer of ours, actually. He got on our buyer's list, and we started wholesaling him properties, and he was doing an outstanding job with these rehabs and selling for the highest the subdivisions have sold for since they've been around. And so we said, hey, man, you know, you're looking for deals on the MLS and kind of doing one-off deals, but you have a lot of construction experience, and Andy and I are able to find the properties because we do a lot of marketing and we're used to wholesaling. So we combined forces about a year or so after Andy and I got started and we morphed into doing retail flips, investor flips or turnkey deals, and then also wholesale deals, which we still do. And it's really taken off our business. Mm. Now you're flipping to the family instead of to the investor on the retail flips. Is that what you mean by it? That's correct. Yes. So the retail flips, we buy it, we renovate it and we put it on the open market and a new homeowner moves in or something like that. And then the turnkey deals, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with is where we buy it and renovate it. And then we flip it to a buy and hold investor because Kansas city is a great market for that. Which of those two options makes you more money? You know, when we actually get our hands on them and we actually do them those are the big payouts. The turnkey deals are more of, they're better than wholesale deals, but they're not quite as high as, let's say, a retail flip. In most cases, uh, we have had some that are great. But overall, I think in the long run, as we keep doing this, I think the turnkey deals are going to be more profitable in the long run because there's just such few retail flips out there. Mm-hmm. But on a per deal basis, the retail flip is the highest profit margin. I would say so, yeah. And how do you determine if a house is a retail flip, a turnkey, or a wholesale? That's something that I'm still figuring out right now. As I get to know my end investors better and what people like to buy and hold more, if it's a lower price point, let's say 80 to 
110K. That's going to usually be a turnkey deal unless it's just a super hot area. And if it's a little higher than that and it's in a very good area, a very, very retail type area, not as many renters, it pretty much makes itself obvious that that'll be a retail flip. And then the wholesale deals are the ones that are just chip shots here and there that we don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Lots of issues to get it up to move in ready or it's just well, I mean, a low price doing, point. Yeah, we don't mind doing the work on them. In Kansas City, there's a ton of houses below 50000 and. Some of them aren't in the best areas. Some are okay. We've kind of taken our standard a little bit higher. And since we do have the marketing techniques with other wholesalers and our marketing, we can kind of pluck out the retail flips and turnkey deals that we want. And we don't have to do as much in the lower areas. So it's a price point then? Usually it's a under 50K then you're probably going to be wholesaling it? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Got it. So really how you're looking at it now is from a high level, it's from a price point. 80 to 110K turnkey, higher than that, not many renters, then it's a retail flip and under 50K, then it's going to be a a wholesale. Yep, that's correct. And if there's just a ton of work that needs to be done, sometimes there's retail flippers out there who will buy properties and and be okay making 10 to $15,000 on that, kind of the mom-pa type flippers. Sometimes we will wholesale them deals because we kind of have a threshold that we like to meet on our retail flips. So there are outliers, but generally, yeah, that's how it goes. What if you find something that's 60 or 70K? What do you do? It just depends on the area. It's a really area by area basis. If it's in a solid area, we'll probably turnkey it because the end investors that we deal with and some of the turnkey brokers that we go through their clients will buy 60 to 70,000 dollar houses in Kansas City that rent for 850 and that's a great return for them that you can't really find in too many places other than Kansas City. I mean there are a couple markets out there that that do offer that but it's a specialty here that we would probably do if it's in a good area. What's been the biggest roadblock for you to grow your business? The biggest roadblock, I would say pumping up and scaling the marketing, understanding how to deal with that kind of volume has been difficult. But we've worked through it by bringing other people into our deals and not necessarily doing everything ourselves. But if we can still make money on a property, we'll outsource it to certain people that we can still monetize the lead, but we don't necessarily have to spend a bunch of time on it. Mm Mm-hmm. What's been the most effective marketing tactic that you've done? Postcards. Postcards. Those yellow letters? Yellow letters, we do those as well. I do those to certain lists. I usually send those out in the better areas, but I also send postcards in the better areas. I mean, we really just do a bunch of things, but I consistently mail postcards. And I've actually paired up with another wholesaler who has been doing a lot of online stuff and we buy a ton of properties from him. He's a virtual wholesaler and we buy his online leads that come through. So that's also been great as well. When you are doing the postcard process, what is the specific process from start to finish and what sources or resources do you use to make that happen? I pull my list from a bunch of different places. I use Find Motivated Sellers now. I use ListSource. I've used Rebo Gateway. I use a company called First Direct. Really any list I can get my hands on. And then every Thursday, I will scrub the lists. I'll take off all the do not mails, all the duplicates, things like that. And I will mail out about 2,000 postcards a week right now through click to mail. 
and I change up the postcard to say different things. These people get hit so much here that it's just a timing thing. So the more often and the more consistent you can mail is really what matters. Click the mail. Judging by the name, you just log in and you click a couple buttons and it mails out. How does that work? Yeah, so what you can do is you can uh, create your own postcard in there and upload your list and put in mail merge fields for the property address you're referencing on the postcard as well as the seller name. And their production time is like one day. So if I upload it today, it'll be going out tomorrow and hitting by Monday. Hmm. And you pay for the postage, but they handle all of that. That's correct. Yep. They handle the printing and the mailing. And how many did you say you do every Thursday? We do about 2,000 a week. 2,000 a week. Yep. How long does that take you, the process for getting the list, scrubbing it, taking out the duplicates, the do not mail, and then doing the click to mail process? It takes me longer than it should. <laughs> I usually make sure and get everything perfect on them because I don't want to screw up a mailer, but I'm usually looking at around an hour to get all that done. One hour, okay. Yeah. How are you spending the bulk of your time when you're working during the week? Well, what's cool about our company is that there are three partners. So me personally, I'm on the business end and I'm dealing with lenders. I'm dealing with a lot of seller follow-up calls, emails back and forth to turnkey investors. I use Podio for my CRM. So a lot of times I'm in there looking at deals, analyzing whether we should do them and really just doing the business end of it. And then Andy is the one who bounces around from house to house all day as our acquisitions guy, locking up deals. Because one of our philosophies that we always want to go on appointments, because when we get in front of the seller, that's when we're at our best. And that's when we beat people, just getting in front of their face. And Andy's extremely good at getting out there and doing that and being very personable. He's won us many deals just based on him alone. And then the construction side is just completely taken care of by Nick. So the other facets of the business are running themselves with those guys while I'm on the business end doing leads, lenders, buyers, all that stuff. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? Honestly, mine is to find someone that you can lean on and don't make it a one-man show. It's discouraging sometimes and it gets too discouraging when you're just doing it as a one-man show. And I think that if you can have someone to bounce things off of and make it a team win type thing, it's a lot better. What's an example of how you've implemented that in your business? Well, really, it's those two guys that I paired up with. Andy coming in after randomly finding him through a sign. His strengths play into strengths that I don't have, and my strengths are some that he doesn't have. And then Nick brings a whole nother level of experience, and we all bounce ideas off of each other. We all look at values together, and it just really synergizes everything. Is it 33% yes. each of you? Yep. How long have you been partners with the two? We've been partners for a little bit under a year. Mm-hmm. What type of document do you have amongst the three of you that solidifies that partnership? We have an operating agreement. We had an attorney draft one up for us, and we basically met with him and had conference calls on how we wanted to structure that and, and what kind of splits were fair. And at the end of the day, it is what it is with those splits, and it works out extremely well. And then for expenses that the business has, it's just a proportionate split everyone yeah, we don't have to like run to our individual bank accounts. We have a business bank account together that we inject capital into for things such as marketing and, and other costs. Got it. Makes sense. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. 
Are you looking for a hard money loan or do you have a mortgage note that you want to sell? Then email David at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you recognize this company. Well, that's because David was a best ever guest on the show is episode 122, David Campbell, and you can email him at david at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you're looking for a hard money loan or if you have a mortgage note to sell. Best ever book you've read? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? I threw the shot put in discus in college at the University of Missouri and I really learned how to set goals and work really, really hard to achieve them and it's really helped me in real estate. What's an example of a goal you set or something you were striving for as a result of learning from your sports background in real estate? Well, basically, whenever I threw the shot put at Mizzou, I would set certain marks that I would want to hit and certain achievements like getting all conference or being in the Big 12 and go to the conference meet, you know, hitting 60 feet, things like that. And I set those goals and I made sure they were clear, concise and on a timely manner. And I did the same thing in real estate. And it's amazing how much you surpass those goals. One of my goals was to be watching this year's Olympics as an entrepreneur, a full-time real estate guy. And that happened like a year and a half ago. (laughs) What's the best ever deal you've done? Best ever deal I've done is a wholesale deal that we didn't have to do any work to. We just double closed it to an end buyer and made over $55,000. How'd you find the deal? The postcard. The guy told me that if we didn't do the deal, that he was just going to burn the house down. He's the most motivated (laughs) seller I've ever seen. (laughs) What was the force that was driving the arsony? Or the arson. Arsony. I think I just made up a word. The arson. He lives out of state, and it was an inherited property, and I think he just had some bad memories there and didn't want to ever look at it again. What's the best ever way you like to give back? I tithe to my church, and I also... I like to share in deals. I can stay up as late as I can doing deals and, and making things happen. But really, sometimes I just like to get other people involved and it lessens the burden on me of what I have to do every day and helps other people out, helps other wholesalers out and realtors who I do deals with. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? First starting, I had sent out a property that I had under contract to my buyers list and one of my buyers found me a buyer for that so we worked out an agreement and I had no idea what I was doing really and I looked up the buyer he sold it to and added them to my buyers list because what the heck I want to grow my buyers list (laughs) and after that I had sent out a couple more properties and he called me and he was like hey why are you sending properties to my client and I was like what do you mean and at that point I learned what real estate etiquette was and what you do and don't do (laughs) Where did that net out? I took her off my list and I told him, I said, hey man, I'm getting started. I'm just trying to make this thing work. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm kind of new. And he understood. <laughs> What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? You can check out our website at kcpropertygroup.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. My name's Brooks Mosier. That's M-O-S-I-E-R and shoot me an email or call me. Well, from the way you're marketing with the postcards to how you determine if it's going to be a retail flip, a turnkey flip, or a wholesale deal. This has been a very valuable conversation. And what you said specifically about determining factors, there were two things. One would be the price point, the 80 to 110K looking like a turnkey, higher than that, 
in an area with not as many renters, maybe a retail flip, and then anything under 50, it's gonna likely be a wholesale flip. But again, looking at the price point in the area and the highest profit margin is on the retail flips. I think a lot of best ever listeners can take some action on these insights, especially if we're doing single family homes. And then your approach for postcards and how you get the list from a lot of sources. Then every Thursday, you're methodical about it. You yep. send 2000 out a week and you use click to mail to do that. So thanks so much for digging in to your business, Get digging into details, a lot of specifics. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, Joe. Thanks a lot. Are you looking for a hard money loan or do you have a mortgage note that you want to sell? Then email David at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com. If you recognize this company, well, that's because David was a best ever guest on the show is episode 122, David Campbell. And you can email him at david at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you're looking for a hard money loan or if you have a mortgage note to sell.